Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. Um, I am just going to pre-apologize if I sound a little off. Um, I've got a wicked head cold um, that I'm trying to keep at bay, and don't really know how much impact that's really having on my voice in terms of what you can hear or tell. Um, especially since I record this thing on the hands-free on the, you know, in the car, which isn't exactly, you know, studio-quality audio anyway, so you might not even notice. Um, but if you do, that's why. Um, also, uh, I hesitate to say this out loud for fear of a jinx, but I'm not particularly sniffly or sneezy. It's more of a, uh, stuffiness and sore throat type situation. Um, but I pre-apologize for any sniffles, sneezes, or coughs that may occur. Um, speaking of coughs, um, not to get too graphic, but, uh, when I do cough now with the cold, it is particularly heinous and painful, um, which I'm fairly certain is exacerbated by the fact that I'm a smoker, um, so I think what I'm going to ramble on endlessly about today is uh, is smoking. Um, I have a, uh, unfortunately, uh, long history with uh, cigarettes and such. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say that it's an important part of my life because normally when people, you know, say, oh, fill in the blank, is an important part of my life, they're, they're talking about, you know, their religion, or their, their, you know, eating habits, or their significant others, and smoking and I don't have that kind of relationship, um, but, uh, it is, it has been a part of my life for, crap, uh, quite a long time, it's, 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 I don't want to slow things down by doing the math, but, uh, as I spin the tale, you will be able to, uh, you know, do the math on your own, if you will, um, and understand what I mean in that this has been, you know, an ongoing situation for me for some time. Um, I, I guess, let me, let me, let me dial it way back, uh, in the way back machine. Um, growing up, uh, both of my parents smoked, uh, both mom and dad. Um, back in the day where, I mean... I don't think anyone really thought, you know, oh, smoking is a great thing. Smoking is healthy. But, um, you know, in the <clears throat> late 70s, uh, early 80s, it, it, there, there, it wasn't quite as, you know, broadcast to the world that, you know, smoking is a horrible thing. And, uh, you know, secondhand smoke being what it is. Um, so they both smoked. Uh, they smoked, you know, in the car, at home. Uh, inside the house, etc., etc. Um, so, I mean, I've been in, exposed to smoke uh, my entire, uh, you know, 40-plus years of my life, in, in some respect or another. Um, you know, I was raised that, uh, you know, smoking was a thing that, you know, people did, that, you know, I shouldn't do it. It's, it's bad for you, and, you know, you shouldn't start smoking. Uh, you know, if you... If you start smoking, it is an addiction. You will get hooked, and you won't, you know, you will have a heck of a time being able to stop. 
Um, and for, you know, a good chunk of the early years, that was, you know, something that I, you know, took on board as true, uh, and adhered to. Um, <coughs> pardon me. The, uh, you know, in all reality, uh, you know, I didn't start smoking until I was 19, which would have been 94-ish, 1994-ish, let's say. Um, didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't do any drugs, like, I didn't do anything. Um, I wasn't necessarily one of those, my body is my temple and I shall not defile it, type people, in that, you know, I don't think I ever, you know, said that phrase or was that, you know, uppity about it, um, but that's the general underlying sentiment that I had, was that, you know, you know, these drugs and drinking and, and smoking are all, you know, things that do not do a body good, and, you know, I don't intend to, you know, take part in that, because, you know, I kind of want to keep my body and live as much as I can, um, which worked out well, and, you know, in retrospect, I, I should have stuck with that. Um, I'll go ahead and, and, and lead off in the story with, you know, myself saying uh, to anyone out there who is not a smoker, um, particularly the young and impressionable, uh, do, do, please don't smoke. Um, <laughs> you know, if I had it all to do over again, I, you know, would have made different choices. Um and what they tell you about smoking and that, you know, it's bad for your health and, you know, it's it's addictive and, and so forth is all absolutely true. Um, the problem is, is when you're young, you, you have sort of an inherent, um, an inherent sort of sense of invincibility um, that words just aren't going to get around. Um, and there's nothing I can say that's going to convince a young person otherwise. Um and so I will um, appeal to a different uh, set of priorities for the young folks. And that is, um, if you become a smoker, you are going to spend ridiculous amounts of money that you could be spending on way cooler things. And I'll leave it at that. Um, my mom had quit smoking, uh, I want to say, when I was in about the sixth grade. Um, she, uh, used the, the gum, the, the nicotine gum as, as the means, uh, by which to, uh, stop smoking. Uh, so she quit smoking. Um, <laughs> dad continued, and that, that, that's, that's, you know, that is what it is, that's fine. Um, and... So the smoke content around me, you know, reduced by, you know, roughly 50%, I guess, for whatever that's worth. Um, like I said, it was, I, was, I was around 19. Um, I was hanging out with the boys um, in my, this is a nice string of qualifiers, my friend's dad's basement, um, which was uh, effectively a bar that we called The Hole. Um had a pool table, had TVs, you know, had a, had a bar. Um, it was a cool place to hang out. Um, 
I can't remember if I've talked about that or not, but it's not super important uh, to, to this particular story. Um, but me and a bunch of the fellows were hanging out in the hole, um, you know, playing pool, playing D&D, whatever, you know, listening to music, whatever the hell we were doing, uh, a bunch of dumb kids. Um, and I had a couple of friends that, that were smokers, um, and that was fine. Like I, like I said, at that point, you know, it wasn't something I wanted to do, but I wasn't, you know, super judgy either. It's like, you do you, dude. Um, and living in the house with smokers, it really wasn't a problem. Like, nowadays, um, you know, if if one of the girls was around um, a bunch of smokers, we would know because we'd be able to smell it on them because they don't normally, you know, they're not only around smoke. They don't, don't smell like smoke. Um, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, Abby and I, we, we smoke outside. We don't ever smoke in the house. Um, since I got the new ride, uh, neither of us smoke in our cars. Like, you know, there's no reason for the girls to smell like smoke. Um, if they started hanging out with smokers, we would be, we would know that you'd be able to pick that up. Um, but as I lived with a smoker, um, I could hang out with the boys who smoked and ain't no one, you know, giving me any ration about it. It's all good. Anyway, we're hanging out in the hole and a couple of the fellas, uh, break out, um, cigars, which was different. Like I said, a couple of the guys smoked, you could smoke in the hole, they had ashtrays, whatever, weren't no thing. Uh, a couple of the fellas broke out, uh, Swisher Sweets, um, and, you know, they're, they're, you know, smoking away. And that is a different kind of smoke. Um, I do recall when I got home that night, you know, I think it was my mom going, you smell like a cigar, what's going on? I'm like, oh, you know, we were down the hole, you know, his uncle was having a cigar, I was around it, you know, don't stress it, whatever. Uh, which was, you know, a bullshit lie, but got me off the hook for the moment. Um... But they break out, you know, the, the, the Swisher Sweets, and they're, you know, whatever, and they're, you want one? I'm like, dude, I don't smoke. What am I going to do with it? I'm like, well, it's a cigar. You don't actually inhale it. You just, you know, kind of, you know, suck on it, and, you know, there's it's got a sweet taste. You lick your lips, whatever, and I'm like, sure, what the fuck? Like, I, it, it really wasn't peer pressure. They weren't, like, trying to, like, come on, you, you wimp, do this or anything. It's just like, do you want to? Here's the deal. I'm like, sure, what the heck? Um... So that was my first, um, you know, first-hand use of of tobacco at that point um, were, were Swisher Sweets. Um, and it was, you know, it, it's, I, I did, like they said, you know, you, you light it up, you, you, you don't suck the smoke, you know, into your lungs, you kind of pull it into your mouth and then just, you know, blow it out. Um... And if you lick your lips, there is a little, you know, a little sweetness there or whatever. I'm like, this seems like, you know, not super exciting. Not necessarily the best use of money. Um, but whatever. I didn't buy them. You're handing them out. Sure, whatever. Um, and there were a couple of occasions uh, where that happened. They'd have them. They'd hand my like, sure, what the heck. Um, and uh, at one point... Uh, you know, I'm like, so, what happened, you know, I was asking myself, you know, sort of asking myself, well, what happens if I do inhale? What, what's that going to do? 
so I did. Um, and for someone who's never smoked before, um, <laughs> inhaling, you know, on a cigar, uh, you're going to cough. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, but the the wicked cruelty of nicotine is that, you know, it is a drug, and it will have, you know, an effect. Um, it's not like smoking a joint or getting, you know, drunk or, or whatever, you know, but it is technically a high. You know, I caught a buzz off of, off of that. You know, your head feels swimmy, whatever. It's, it's new, it's different, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and at the time, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, but again, the, the, the wicked cruelness of nicotine is that, <coughs> pardon me, it will give you that little head rush fun times, uh, the first few times you, you smoke. Um, but after, you know, a few times, it will, it will go away, and you no longer feel any actual, you know, effect, you know, no, nothing perceptible. Uh, from whatever it is that you're, you know, smoking, pipe, cigar, cigarette, what have you. Um, <clears throat> but typically by that time, you are now addicted to nicotine and have to smoke, um, which is, you know, it's one of those none of the benefits, all of the drawbacks sort of situations, uh, which, again, kids, don't don't take it up. If you, if you, you know, get curious or are peer pressured and you have a cigarette and you get that little little rush from it, let me tell you, that will go away quickly and you will never get that back. It's super not worth it. Um, but I had that, uh, you know, and uh, I remember, you know, the first time I ever smoked not in the presence of others by things that were not supplied by me. Um, I was going on one of my epic walks around town. I would slap on the headphones, put in a cassette, and just walk from one end of my town to the other. Uh, and I swung through, you know, the local gas station and picked up a, you know, a thing of Earl Swisher Sweets and proceeded to puff away. Um, and I'm not going to say I got high as a kite because I have since been high as a kite, and it's not the same. Uh, but on a relative scale, for someone who was a virgin from, you know, any sort of, you know, intoxicant effects, uh, it was pretty considerable. Uh, and I remember walking around town listening to the Beastie Boys Check Your Head on cassette through my headphones, just basically sort of lit up. Um, and then eventually, like I said, the, the... You know, I bought a pack of Marlboro Reds, um, you know, the full-flavor cigarettes. Back back in the day, they used to, you know, have designations like lights or ultralights um, that, you know, laws have since prohibited that because that implies that, you know, the lights or ultralights were somehow safer, <laughs> which they're not. Um, now they, you know, refer to them by their, you know, the color of the packaging. Uh, but Marlboro's have always been called Marlboro's, uh, for whatever that's worth to you. Um, but I got a pack of those, started smoking those, and like I said, 
And about the time that I, I stopped getting good feelings from them was about the time where I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out doing a thing, and I feel like I need to have a cigarette. Great. Now I'm now I'm hooked. Um, and that's that's kind of how it all started. Uh, it kind of crept up on you. It it, it it kicked in quick with the addiction. Um, and more or less, I've been there ever since. Um, uh, back when I started smoking, a pack of Marlboro Reds cost you about a buck and a quarter. Just to throw things in perspective. Um, which is not a lot of money. Uh, I mean, I was, you know, working minimum wage job at best. Uh, before I went off to college. Um, and so a buck and a quarter isn't that much, and it was fine. Um, I kind of had to sort of hide it from the folks because they would have been none too happy to find out I was a smoker uh, while I lived at their house. Um, I don't think it was until I, you know, went up to Akron away to college that I finally, you know, quote, came out, unquote, um, as far as smoking is concerned. Um, but again, back in that day, uh, one of the questions that they ask you, uh, on your little housing questionnaire to pair you up, uh, with other incoming freshmen was, you know, do you smoke? <laughs> uh, to which I lied and said no, uh, cause I knew my parents would see the form. Um, and as chance would happen, so did my first roommate, uh, Brian. He also lied and said no, um. And when we got there, it's like, yeah, I do smoke. Oh, yeah, so do I. Cool. All right. Uh, and you could smoke in the dorm. As long as you weren't setting stuff on fire, they didn't give a shit. You got an ashtray? Whatever. Um, he smoked menthols. Um, I didn't. Whatever. Um, cost became a problem in college, uh, because as I may or may not have mentioned previously, I was unemployed. Uh, the whole time I was in Akron, um, and so, you know, a buck and a quarter a pack doesn't seem that much until you don't have a buck and a quarter, um, and I'm trying to think about how much I smoked back then, I'd say I was maybe a half a pack a day smoker back in, back the time, uh, for those of you not well versed in cigarettes, uh, a pack of cigarettes is 20 cigarettes, uh, just for reference, so, Half a pack, about ten cigarettes a day. Um, and, you know, with things being tight, you, you know, I kind of went down from the, you know, the, the premium Marlboros to some of the off-brand situations. Uh, I remember one point there was a pack of cigarettes. I can't remember what the fuck they were called. Uh, I think they were might have been called, like, Cowboy or something goofy. Um, they were very much a Marlboro sort of rip-off, um, super generic, um, they cost 75 cents a pack, uh, and they tasted like someone took, uh, you know, a bunch of Marlboros, the, you know, the butts that other people had smoked, taken what tobacco was left in those, and rolled them up into fresh cigarettes, it was god-awful, um, there were other guys on the floor that I bummed smokes from, if things got really desperate, I would bum them from my roommate. Uh, again, he smoked menthols, which are a whole different thing. Um, 
And I think when I came back from college, back home, I just looked at the folks and said, yeah, uh, I, I'm a smoker, um, so, Dad, I'm going to step outside and have a smoke with you. And it, it was what it was. Like, what are they going to do? Um, and I believe at that point, um, it had gotten to the point to where Dad wasn't smoking in the house anymore. He would go out on the front porch uh, to have cigarettes. Um or if it was particularly rainy and gross or cold, I think he'd go into the basement. I believe the basement was the other refuge uh, of the sofa. Uh, but I'd go out and have cigarettes with him. Um, and like, what, what were they going to do? Um, when I went to the Navy, uh, I knew in boot camp there's no smoking. Uh, you know, that base is completely non-smoking. Um and I smoked right up to the point where I went to boot camp. I mean, literally, I got off the plane in Chicago and fired up a lung rocket right there in the airport, despite the, you know, announcements in the overhead saying, you know, the, this airport is non-smoking. I didn't give a shit. I was going to boot camp. Um, and surprisingly, uh, did not notice, did not have withdrawals, didn't have a problem for like the first three or four weeks of boot camp. You are so sleep-deprived and so busy doing this and that and the other thing. You just don't have time to think about it and, and you know, feel the addiction. Um, and couldn't have one if I wanted one anyway. Um, but boot camp was, you know, two months, like eight weeks long. Um, and as soon as I got, <coughs> pardon me, the opportunity to leave, leave base, uh, of course, like a dumbass, the first thing I did was buy a pack of cigarettes. Uh, still, I will say, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Uh, because when you're an addict, there are two key components there. Uh, one is the physical addiction. You know, it is a, it is a drug. It, your body does become addicted to it. Um, but basically, if you can go for two weeks without a cigarette, without nicotine, you're basically, the, the physical end of it is done. You, you, it's out of your system, and you're good to go. Um, it's the other part of the addiction that gets you, and that is the habits that are formed uh, around smoking. Um, and eight weeks after having stopped, I, had I not ever picked up another cigarette again, I'd be good to go. But, of course, I, you know, immediately started back up because I was, you know, 19 or 20 or whatever the hell I was, uh, and indestructible and stupid. Um Smoked all the way through the Navy. Um, I would say during A school, I was probably up to about a pack a day. Um, during A school, um, I mainly smoked Marlboros. Every now and again, I would get a pack of Lucky Strike non-filters. Um, I guess to show what a badass I was, I'm again, I don't really understand my logic there, but I did. Um, and they're harsh, and they hurt, but it was a thing I did. Um... And when I got to the battalion, um, I was still smoking. Um, again, back in the day, you could smoke in your in your barracks room. That was not just strictly verboten. If you and your roommates agreed to it, you know, tidy up. Uh, you know, don't catch the place on fire and don't leave, you know, ashes and burn holes and things. But whatever, you're adults. Smoke if you want to. Uh, so I did. Um... 
there's really not a whole lot to get into on that. Like, I smoked about a pack a day for, you know, years and years. Um, I was going to say what was nice about it. Nice is in quotes there, because it's, you know... It was fortunate for me, in my impression at the time. In retrospect, it's still awful, because I was smoking. Uh, but you could get cigarettes at the base exchange that were essentially tax-free. Anything you got at the base exchange, you didn't pay taxes on. Um, so, you know, you could pick up a carton of smokes for like 20-some bucks. Um, you know, um, which is fine at the time. Uh, when we went, we got emergency redeployed to Honduras. Um, cigarettes there. I can't remember what it was in the local currency. But if you, you know, did the math and converted it to U.S. dollars, a carton of cigarettes was like somewhere between 10 and $12 uh, for a carton. Um, and in Honduras, there was a whole lot of nothing to do but chain smoke a lot of the time. Because um, I, you know, I can put big rocks into these wire cages and while smoking a cigarette, no problem. Uh, I was up to about three packs a day in Honduras. Uh, which is not a wise choice, but it was what it was, and, you know, there's not much more I can say about it. Um, the shock came uh, in that when we got back to the States, not only were the prices, you know, not $10 a carton, um, but they passed a bunch of, you know, legislation uh, that had, you know, up to the, the sin tax, uh, you know, there's a lot of taxes they throw on, you know, cigarettes and alcohol and sugary stuff to, you know, get a little extra tax revenue, and hopefully it makes it more expensive so you're less likely to buy it. That's why they call it a thin tax. Um, but I got back into the States, and I went from paying, like, 10 bucks a carton to, like, 30 some. Um, so I toned that shit down pretty quick just for financial reasons. <laughs> um for like the last, you know, however many months it was, uh, that I was in the Navy. Uh, when I got out of the Navy and moved to Florida, there were thoughts in my head of, you know, I, I need to ease back on this. So, I, uh, switched from reds to Marlboro Lights, which nowadays they call, you know, gold. Um, thinking that I could somehow stage myself down, um, I smoked a carton of those, and was like, alright, cool. I will switch now to ultralights, which is now known as Marlboro Silvers, um, and was smoking about a pack, you know, a pack of day of those for, uh, shoot, years and years and years and years and years, because uh, that logic of, oh, I'm going to taper myself down was bullshit. Um, I was addicted to the chemicals, and I had habits formed around it, you know, wake up in the morning, have a cigarette. Um, just had a meal, have a cigarette. Um driving, you're you're clearly having a cigarette. Right before you go to bed, have a cigarette. Like, there are all these little key points where cigarettes happen. Um, and if you don't, you start wigging out. Um, when, uh, when Abby and I got together, um, I switched brands just because it's easier to buy, you know, a carton for us to split than two cartons of each, you know, it's just easier to share that way. Um, which is what I'm cranking away at now at, which is 
probably slightly less than a pack a day. Um, I've tried to quit on a couple of occasions. Uh, you know, like I said, boot camp was a perfect time and totally would have worked if I was, wasn't a dumbass. Um, in the intervening times, uh, I tried the patches. Didn't really work for me. Um, I tried just weaning myself off and just trying to smoke less. Um, and there was a point, it was right after my 40th birthday. I'm like, Todd, you're getting old. You need to shape up and do better. Um, and I managed to get myself down to about six cigarettes a day. Uh, going from 20 plus to six is fairly impressive. I mean, I'm still smoking. Um, and it was around that time that I tried um, the e-cigarettes, the vaping thing. Figuring, well, you know, we can we can try this, and there are different grades of, you know, tobacco, you know, nicotine in those, and I can, you know, wean that back. And if I stop smoking, smoking, I and puffing on this thing, that'll be better. Um, <clears throat> which the problem there is, I viewed vaping as a substitute that was somehow better than smoking, and therefore didn't count. So I went from six cigarettes a day period, to, oh, six cigarettes a day, but I'm, you know, hitting the vape at all of the points where I would have had a cigarette, which you're not getting any net gain there. You might as well be smoking the cigarettes. Um, combine that with that, from an outsider's perspective, it looks kind of the same. You're still, you know, sucking on something and blowing out a cloud of whatever, um, and it's still, you know, a nicotine delivery system, and I can't quite put my finger on or explain why it's different, but it's not the same, um, and I could tell it wasn't the same, um, and when I realized that this is pointless, and it's not the same, and I might as well just smoke, I kind of went full-on backslider, and just started smoking full bore again, um, a year or so later, um, Abby, I, her sister, and my brother-in-law sort of had a pact going that we were all going to try and quit smoking together, um, and we were going to try to vape, you know, try to switch over to vapes, and, um, just try and quit, which was moderately successful, like, I kind of toned back a bit, um, I tried... Uh, there's a prescription drug called Welbutrin, uh, which is technically an antidepressant, uh, but has a nifty side effect in that it helps curb cravings for cigarettes. Um, and that stuff was fantastic. Um, it, that shit worked for me. I did not feel the urge, and I, had I been able to stick with it, I probably would have been successful. Um, and right about the time where I discovered, oh, wow, this stuff works. I can actually, you know, go all afternoon without having a cigarette and it not driving me crazy that I'm not having a cigarette. And right about that time, I started breaking out in hives, uh, because of course I'm allergic to the let's stop smoking, uh, medicine, uh, which was a major bummer and a major, you know, hit to my resolve and again, since then, I'm about a pack a day smoker. Um, it's not great. Um, I really do want to quit, need to quit. 
Um, but addiction is no bullshit. Um, if you've never been addicted, it's hard to describe. Um, but your body doesn't just want the stuff, it needs it. And it's, it's a hard monkey to get off your back. Um, which again, if you aren't a smoker, don't become a smoker. Um, you know, and if you are a person who has, you know, defeated that particular beast and managed to stop smoking, a, a tip of the hat to you, sir or madam. Um, someday, hopefully, I'll be able to join your ranks. Um, but you've really got to want it. Um, and you've really got to, you know, build yourself up a, a strong support system and a strong defense. Because uh, when you are trying to quit and you haven't had a cigarette, any tiny excuse is just enough to throw you over the edge. Well, fuck it, I need a cigarette. Um, and you're back to square one. Um, and it does not do good things for you. I, I, I smell like an ashtray. Uh, my lungs are not healthy. Having a chest cold is just hell on wheels. Um, and, you know, I started smoking, like I said, it was, a, you know, about a pack, you know, a pack was about a buck twenty-five. Uh, it's like five, six dollars a pack nowadays. Uh, you know, I am, you know, burning, you know, thirty, forty bucks a week on something that doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, so kids, uh, even if you have money to burn, do yourselves a favor and just burn the money. Don't start smoking. Um, just pulled into the house, um, and so I'm going to shut up and uh, go about the rest of my evening. Uh, thank you all for joining me. I hope you all uh, enjoyed, um, and I will catch you all next time. Have a good one. And that's it.